The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host or guest and should not be interpreted as statement of fact. Independent fact-checking and corrections are encouraged. Can we get a cup of coffee in here, please? And if ever there was a day when I needed some damn good coffee and hot, it would be this Friday. Good Friday, if you're a Christian. Great Friday, if you're not a Christian. Uh, April 15th, 2022. Good morning, folks. Uh, Rough night for me. I haven't slept much at all. And a beautiful day here. Long Island springtime, what April 15th, um, traditionally tax day here in the United States of America. Um, I don't know if there's some, I'm late filing my taxes, I have to admit, but I think there's an extension on e file since COVID happened, and I don't think they've repealed that yet. So I think I have a little, little time left to e file. If not, I'm going to be paying penalties anyway. Hope. It's a great day wherever you are. It looks like another beautiful spring day here. Um, I'm going to dedicate the show, uh, show today to Brian Emmerich. You don't know Brian Emmerich, probably. Uh, chances are you don't. Uh, Brian Emmerich was a great guy. Um, loved by, oh, my God. I, I, you know what? On Facebook... <laughs> this is Facebook, how we, how we measure our lives in 2022. On Facebook, I have uh, probably about 3,000 friends or so, I think. I don't know. I haven't checked lately. But out of those 3,000 friends, maybe 20 are actually really my friends. Um, Brian has about 1,000 friends listed, and all 1,000 of those people really, really, really loved him. Brian uh, was a big, strong man. I think he's, uh, if I have to guess, I think he's about 49 or 50. He passed away of a massive heart attack uh, yesterday and um, just loved by so many people. So his life, in my view, is a great success, even though it was short. You know, it's, it's about. You know, and in the end, the love you make is equal to the love you take or whatever. Love you take is equal to the love you make. Whatever it is, uh, Brian was loved by more people than most people that I know. Just a great guy. Big, strong man who was a bouncer at uh, a lot of the clubs where we worked, and that's how I got to know him, and um, never had to exert himself. Very gentle big, strong man. I never saw him have to get rough with anybody, any of the patrons. Um, Nassan, Naya Hassan. How many days a a week are we going to have to go over this, bro? No, I do not need podcast promotion. Um, Understand now, you know, I I put together a video and I didn't even show it yet. I, I don't even know where it is. To show you how many 
people on LinkedIn, and I'm going to show this probably another time because I'm not in the mood to look for it right now. How many people on LinkedIn every day offer me podcast promotion services? Hundreds every single day. Stop it. I'm not going to buy your dopey podcast services. Find somebody else. There are 200 people waiting for uh, a bid this week only, or this week alone, for podcast services. My bid to you is less than a penny per year. If you want to work for me, that's your going salary. If that's not enough, fuck off. I'm just so sick of your solicitations, dude. Don't come here asking if I need podcast promotion. And don't, I, I wish I could block you. Don't be clogging up my chat room with your dopey solicitations. No solicitations. Solicitors will be shot. Get the fuck out. I'm sorry. That pisses me off. How many ways can you say no? And uh, that guy. I've said no to him six or seven times. And the same people emailing me over and over again. Do you need podcast promotion? In the middle of me just talking about what a nice guy Brian was. Anyway, the story of Brian's life is uh, I don't really. It's hard for me to feel sad today because, again, his life was a great success. And you know what? We got to live. That's what the message is. Because he was not a smoker, not a drinker, not a drug user. Just his time was up. In great shape. It's not like he was doing anything that should take your life early. And he's gone. And a lot of people will miss him. And I feel bad about saying I don't feel sad about this. But I feel like this. it's just a reminder that, you know what? Live your life the best you can. How many of us are going to have a thousand people just showing tremendous love when we go? I mean, I can guarantee you uh, when I pass, there might be five five people, ten people at tops who will be really hurt by it. And the rest of the world won't give a shit. For Brian, the outpouring of love it's just tremendous. A lot of people love the guy. So dedicating the show to him and moving on. I don't mean to bum people out with that. I, and I hope you're not bummed out by that because I do think I'm jealous. I'm jealous of him. I'm jealous of um, I'm jealous of the love that, that he created for himself. And I'm, I'm jealous of, I hate to say this, but the, the quick way it was over. I mean, I'm not afraid of death dying on the other hand scares the fuck out of me <laughs> anyway um big news that everybody's talking about and this is ridiculous because vladimir putin has threatened nuclear uh proliferation if uh sweden and finland join nato it's actually threatening to use nuclear weapons on NATO. And the big news is Tesla wants to buy Twitter. That's all people are talking about. Putin comes out and threatens the West with nuclear war. All we care about is (laughs) Elon Musk buying uh, Twitter. 
It doesn't make sense because as much as I don't like Musk and um, listen, Twitter is, you don't have to use it. It's not mandatory. You don't have to be on it. And a lot of liberals who are assuming he's going to just flood this thing with pro-Trump cult uh, stuff are saying they're going to leave and they have a right to leave. I will probably not be on it if it just becomes cluttered with pro-Trump nonsense. It already is, though. And that's the part of it that really gets me. These people are saying, uh, oh, well, people are worried about free speech on Twitter if if, if uh, Musk takes over. You liberals are worrying about free speech if Musk buys it. Well, you had no problem saying that now. Obviously, free speech is not a problem for you. To say that, did that occur to you? No, because you're not very fucking bright. That's why. <laughs> I need my coffee. I don't get much sleep last night. Cola coffee. Good coffee. Try it. And if you're promoting a podcast today, please drink coffee with poison in it. That's all I got to say. Uh, I, I hate nobody like I hate podcast promoters. Um, and <sighs> had a funeral for a legend yesterday, much long, uh, much longer innings, but yes, live until you can. Who was the legend? Gilbert? No. Who? I don't know. I don't know what that means. The legend yesterday. I think they're bots at this point. No, I don't think they're bots at this point. Why? Because there, it's too many on LinkedIn. Are you on LinkedIn? Call. I, I did a video yesterday of it, of my podcast promotion solicitations on LinkedIn. I can't find it now. And I'm, I'm, I don't have the energy to go looking for where I stored that thing. But it was, uh, it, I think they're real people. I think they're real people who, I'm sure they're using bots. Don't get me wrong. I don't, I don't, when they talk about bots. They're just going to use a bot to push your numbers up um, so it looks like you have a lot of listeners or subscribers, but they're all fake people. I believe that. But the people selling them, half of India, uh, Pakistan, um, uh, the Philippines, Vietnam, all those countries that have a, a lot of IT people working for a bowl of rice today. <laughs> I'm sorry. Does that sound racist? Uh, it's not racist. It's against the culture's that uh enforce this kind of slave labor but they're um they are definitely working for and you know trying to sell these services that are not real services in the first place and they're services that won't help you listen if i have to pay people to listen to me it's not like they're they're talking about marketing campaigns which is completely different um definitely interested in digital marketing services and i, I do the, a lot of that uh ad promotion and stuff like that behind the scenes but um to actually buy podcast promotion and, and that kind of stuff from these people that are pitching it on, on linkedin no not interested in that ever um but are you worried about nuclear war uh, you worried about, and here's the thing, I mean, 
Putin is threatening nuclear. It's time for his people, the, his inner circle, to take him out. Now, I might get in trouble from YouTube for, for saying that. It sounds like I'm advocating violence against a single individual. Sounds like that. Well, maybe uh, there are other ways of taking him out of power. Cool. Arrest him, whatever. But it's time, you know what? If if the president of the United States was out threatening nuclear war against Russia, I do think we would take steps to remove him. I hope I would hope we would. And the thing is, he's threatening to do it over Finland and Sweden. Are Finland and Sweden a threat to Russia? Is it, that's not a can't be a legitimate threat. So it seems to me like he he he's gone completely mad. Like, what the fuck is the guy thinking? People are pointing out, uh, you know, basically that it's just bluffing because he talked about using nukes before he invaded Ukraine, and so far he's restrained himself. People are saying, ah, oh, it's just a bluff. It's just bravado. You can't be talking like that. That's, you know, that's like pulling a gun and not being willing to pull a trigger. It's still dangerous. Uh, even if you pull a gun with the intent of scaring somebody, but you don't plan on pulling the trigger, that's just as dangerous as, as if you do plan on pulling the trigger. Because there's going to be somebody who's going to look to take you out, kill, or, or start all hell. Uh, so, anyway. Uh, Kevin says, uh, bet you feel better than call Jamie or Brett this morning, though. Um, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> and so thank you. It's, it's, not, it's not my loss. It's a lot of people's losses, and I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, listen, you know, hangovers happen. You got to know that when you start drinking. If you're, if you're the kind of person who is <laughs> inclined uh, that one drink turns into 14 drinks, 15 drinks, and whatever, and you know five or six hours in, you're going to be drunk. You have to just accept the uh, the hangover. Hangovers are the price you pay for for the dance that you have uh, with the juice. So, uh, uh, Ralphie's calling. What, what's a, let's take a call from Ralph. I don't know what... Uh, Whoop, 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 can't tell. Yeah, uh, I'm on the air. Do you know I'm on the air? Oh, I thought you would be cool. I think you did a show today. Of course I do a show today. Why wouldn't I do a show today? Because it's Good Friday? Because I'm such a uh, faithful Christian? That Why wouldn't no, I? I didn't, do you, didn't do well Fridays. Not Friday nights. I don't do my Friday night show because I might be oh. gigging. All right. Uh, All right. See did that? you get the video? What video? You sent me a video? I did not get a video. Media One. Yeah. I did not get anything. Did it check I and said... see check and see if it bounced back? I if you can't video files are gonna be too big to email, so you know I, need... I had a small yeah. one. How small? I made a short one. I just said, Hey Ben, happy birthday. Sixty years old. Wow, unbelievable. Wishing you more. Yeah, but the the megabyte, if it's over 15 megabytes, AOL, AOL or whatever you use is not going to send it. That's why it's... Well, they told me to send it to AOL, so I sent it to her. 
two, three times, different ways. If she didn't get it, she didn't get it. I would have did it with you. We would have had a good video, and it would have been there. Uh, well, you can use WeTransfer, which is what everybody's been doing. But it, uh, other than that, you know, it's not going to go through well, AOL. You can't, you can't send video files through AOL. Well, that's the address she gave me, Janet or Jason. Jansen, yeah, yeah. But she's on AOL. Yeah, no, but yeah. you can't send to Media One. You can't use your AOL account to send files that are that big. You have to use WeTransfer or something. Everybody's been doing it. Even people that are totally technical imbeciles are doing it. So I don't think you should have a problem using WeTransfer. Yeah. Well, she said if I didn't have it to her last night, it couldn't go in. So. Uh, well, there was a hard deadline of last week for everybody else. So it's like to, to, to extend that for you. <laughs> Listen, she can go fuck herself. Oh, you're on the air, man. Oh. <laughs> that. Wow. Well, um, yeah. Well, that's out there now. Don't worry about it. They don't listen to the show. I don't give a fuck. I could give two fucks. That's ridiculous. Why not, I got three, why not three fucks? I got to audition for a fucking, uh, what do you call? A po- a po- I don't know. What are you, what are you auditioning for? A birthday wish. Yeah. It yeah. is what it is. Anyway, uh yeah, I'm on the radio right now. I'm on this I'm on I'm on the air. <laughs> I'll talk to you later on. See you later. Bye. All right. Bye bye. Uh, a little private personal business there, folks. <laughs> um well, I guess Ralphie you know. I don't. I can't talk about what that's about because I don't know who might be listening, and it was supposed to be a surprise. Uh, so I'm just going to keep that. So you just got <laughs> dice. Yeah, that was the. Uh, Does he sound like dice? I don't know. To me, he just sounds like Ralphie because I've. I, that's all I'm used to hearing him as. Uh, but if you say he sounds like dice, I believe you. Wait, now let's come back here. If he launches tactical a nuke into Europe, Vlad would find out we can't afford universal. <laughs> why we can't afford universal healthcare in the U.S. Um, let's hope it doesn't come to that. I don't know. I don't know if you're right about that. I don't know if you're you you're right about that. Uh, I don't even know if I want you to be right about that. I, I don't. I don't know where I stand on this whole thing. Like, how much? How much can you tolerate? I mean, I don't know. I just don't know. Um. Uh. When I was a younger man, I might be gung ho, flexing my chest out like, "Oh, uh, you? What do you ask for? I'm, I'm superpower." Um, General Zwack seems to think that the U.S. would beat Russia pretty quickly, or even though they have 4,000, over 4,000 long-range nuclear warheads. Uh, General Zwack seems to think Russia is not the, uh, and he's right about that, Russia is not the uh, Soviet Union. Uh, so, um... You know, um, he seems to think that we we would win that pretty easily. But they, you know, four thousand long range nuclear warheads. Do we want that? Do we, can we afford that in the world? No. And we have to go long now. If they do a first strike, I think we are obligated to strike back. Uh, 
Kevin says, uh, NATO won't tolerate uh, tactical nukes. Uh, it'll be the last line he crosses. All right, if you say so. Uh, I don't think either one of us will be around to uh, say, oh, you were right, if that happens. I really don't think so. And you, Kevin, being in the heartland there, and me being near New York City, I think uh, we are both dust if that happens. That's what I think. But I won't be able to say, I won't be around to say, hey, Kevin, you were right. And you won't be around to say, hey, hey, dog, you were right. Either way. <laughs> um, I don't think, uh, I think a first strike would have to be retaliated. If it escalates beyond that, I don't know how far it goes. I don't know how far it goes. Again, I think the, the solution here, the only solution here, is to have his own people step up and do something. Uh, I don't want to worry about that. <laughs> I really don't want to worry about it. But it's just uh, the only reason I brought it up is because that's out there. And more people are worried about is Elon Musk. Uh, buying Twitter. Now, I don't really care if Musk buys Twitter. It really won't affect my life. I might leave Twitter if it becomes just a complete uh, QAnon, Trump cult uh, platform. Uh, but I would probably stay until I got kicked off for breaking their balls as much as possible. Um, now, a lot of people are saying, well, Jeff Bezos, who's the, uh, and I don't even know Bezos' real politics, but he owns the Washington Post, which is a liberal media outlet. And they're saying, well, what's the difference? The billionaires own everything. Yeah, billionaires own a lot of corporate media. This is true. They don't particularly, uh, you know, get involved in, because those are reporters for the most part. I mean, it's some op-eds and papers and, 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 and those things. They're, you know what you're getting with that. It's not Matt Napo and, and Carl Mann and Jamie Dykes uh, speaking their mind on in the Washington Post or on or New York Times or Fox News or CNN and all that stuff. So you know what you're getting generally. You, you know you get it, or most people understand, that you're getting corporate agenda messaging whenever you uh, either read those papers or watch their television shows. You know that. But when you're on Twitter, you're listening to your friends and you, people you know's opinions on stuff. It's different. I don't want Musk uh, controlling that. I'm not sure he would. Uh, I posted a picture of uh, Musk with uh, Ghislaine, Ghislaine, Max or Jizzy, uh, yesterday, uh, that didn't get taken down or, um, censored in any way. I'm just wondering what that relationship was. Why haven't we heard about that? That, that Elon and, uh, Jizzy seem to be getting along quite well. We don't hear about that too much. Now, would he be censoring me for saying that? We'll find out if he buys the thing. I guarantee you I'll, I will step up, <laughs> the antagonistic posts like that to see if I get censored. And, uh, 
Now, I, I just want to point out that uh, Kevin has uh, some uh, military background here, so he's inclined to <laughs> have an opinion that uh, about matters um, dealing with military uh, escalation and that kind of stuff. So he says, by the time he launched one at us, they got its telemetry for where it's going to land and have... Uh, five to ten heading back uh to, before it landed um, okay uh twitter could go the way myspace tumblr etc uh, tumblr is gone because i post to tumblr every day and uh, i know it's not a big and i never thought it was a big platform i've never been really other than posting on there, sharing stuff from my YouTube account. I'd never go on there for anything, but I know it still exists. MySpace still exists, exists too, but I think it's a music site now, and I don't know who goes. I've never been really on there browsing around. I don't know what goes on there. Um, besides, we found out yesterday that my IRA management company owns more Twitter stock than Elon does now. Anyhow, now, right now, but he's offering to buy the majority, and he's claiming that, which in, uh, you know, uh, SEC kind of rules, he's 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 right on that. If the if Twitter refuses to sell the stock at a great profit, they are breaking their fiduciary responsibility to its shareholders. So he wants to buy the majority, and that's where the problem is. It's not the nine percent that he bought the other day that is troubling people. It's that he wants to buy the, the majority and threatening to sue if they don't sell that they're breaking SEC uh, rules by not making as much money as possible they can for their shareholders, and which is which was why he bid quite high to put that on them. I am of the opinion that, and my opinion doesn't matter to anybody on these things, obviously. Uh, you know what? I never even sent uh, Kiara the link for today my opinion matters nothing on on any of these things so uh but i put it in the same thing people who are pro free market um they want to say that you know let the market decide well if somebody offers to buy your house i don't care if it's for 10 billion dollars and your house is only worth three hundred thousand. If you don't want to sell, you should have the right to not sell, no matter how much money is being offered to you. It's not the same with stocks, shares, and and stocks and uh, corporate properties, because there are rules set up by the SEC that says you have a responsibility to your shareholders to take the highest price. So, so basically, it's like they're forcing them to sell. Uh, we'll see how that plays out, but and it's an interesting um thought experiment does does the sec have a right to force people to sell because the offer is just too good be an interesting thing good morning christina you're all you people who were watching uh the boys drink (laughs) last night i i give you credit for for being uh, well it's not morning in denmark it is very early morning over in oklahoma um well, it's not that early anymore. It's what is it? It's seven thirty. That's still pretty early for me. <laughs> Way early for me. Anyway, what? 
What does that mean, Kevin? I don't know what what does that mean. Explain to me on that. Wait, Kumasama. Kum, Kumasamoa. I don't know what that means. I'm I'm naive. If you want to educate me, I would be appreciated. Uh, I was up early. Uh-huh, yes. Oh, so you know what that means. Oh, yeah, Kevin, you're driving today. That's right. Uh, with the uh, <laughs> noise-canceling headphones. Well, if you're noise-canceling headphones, how the hell are you hearing me? Because this is a bunch of noise. Um, already 100 miles to Little Rock. Little Rock is nice this time of year, yes? Kuma is my dog. Ah, I thought I was your dog. Ma equals mom. Uh, uh, I did not know that. Chrissy's YT alt accounts. I did not know that. Anyway, your wife's driving. Oh, so that's why you can hear me because you don't need noise canceling. I'm just wondering how the noise is not canceling me. <laughs> the noise cancellation should be canceling me. You're my very handsome dog. Oh, thank you. I don't. I don't think that's absolutely true. <laughs> I will take the compliment, even though it's hard for me to take compliments. But thank you very much. Um, so that's all that's going on today. I wonder what care is going to have. Ronnie Rohrbach, a comedian from Guatemala City, Guatemala, who is currently living in Michigan, I think Detroit, Michigan, will be with us. Uh, I think. I don't want to speak, but all, all his hashtags on his TikTok and his Facebook and I think YouTube all have uh, cerebral palsy, but he doesn't seem to be affected by cer- uh, cerebral, cerebral, however you say it, cerebral palsy. Because uh, I've seen the videos of his stand-up back. Most of them he's sitting on a stool. Maybe that's how he's affected. Um, I have seen him standing, though, and doing stand-up, so, but doesn't seem to affect the speech or anything like that. So I'm not sure he really, uh, whether he's just an advocate or, uh, you know, trying to uh, raise awareness for cere- cerebral palsy or he actually has it. But we'll find out when he gets here. It should be an interesting program. Again, today is Good Friday. If you're a Christian, that uh, has special meaning in, uh, you know, and I I used to struggle with this, uh, trying to figure out what why Christians... Um, called it Good Friday, the day the Lord died. Well, Jesus was died on Good Friday. And, you know, that's where it, it kind of, today comes full circle because, for me anyway, and, and uh, I'm not saying um, I, I'm ready to go to church, believe me. But the idea that suffering is over when, you know, the suffering is over. It is a good day. Uh, imagine being tortured, as we all are. <laughs> if you're alive, you're being tortured somewhere. But um, uh, the torture that's described in the writings about Jesus Christ. Um, and so when, when life ends uh, and the suffering ends, I guess that is a good thing. So happy Good Friday if you're celebrating uh, Easter Sunday coming up. Got plans for that. Um, my plans were to be writing the book. Um, but I have this massive video project I have to work on. Seems like every time I set time aside 
to write write the book. I, I set myself up from thir- to have Thursday to Sunday to be writing the book this weekend, and then projects just come up. And is it self sabotage? Am I doing this to myself anyway? Uh, good morning, Craig. Are you on fire? Uh, give us a New Mexico brush fire report. Uh, <laughs> intended noise versus unintended noise. Uh, anyway. Kiera is with us. Uh, let's bring her in. This segment is brought to you by, who is it brought to you by, Johnny? This segment is brought, oh, Coffee with the Dog, is brought to you by Southwest Airlines Rapid Rewards. Earning on every flight, that's the point. Join Rapid, you feel a little lack of energy coming from me. Maybe I should get some sleep once in a while. Uh, join Rapid Rewards for end points that you can use on any seat, anytime. No blackout dates and uh, points don't expire. Is that better? No, that's worse. As Rapid Rewards member, you can earn points by flying or spending uh, with their partners, and you can use them how and when you want. Plus, if you're short on points, you can always purchase more to get the reward you've been eyeing. Booking a vacation without worrying about blackout dates, that's transparency. Listen, people are clicking on it like crazy. Looked at the report last night. People are clicking on the links. Go there and sign up. I don't think it costs you anything to sign up, and if you end up buying flights uh, spending on tickets you're going to get discounts and advantages for nothing so it, if you're somebody who's going to be flying anyway why wouldn't you sign up it's absolutely free to sign up so just do that all right and it helps us out and helps keep the uh show somewhat energized on the air somewhat i say time for the happiness <laughs> I'm low energy. How are you? Look at that terrible background. Is it me? No, it's not you. That one, that background. Oh. Is, uh, how yes. are you? Good I'm, Friday. I'm okay. Yes, happy Good Friday. Are, do you, are you doing anything? Do you celebrate this weekend? Or you do? Yes. Do you do? Um, you do? We went to church yesterday for Holy Thursday. Today, really, you show. are a devout little one, aren't you? Thursday, you go to church. Oh my! It was God. nice. It was nice. Was it full? Did it sell? It out? was. <laughs> it was full. It was wow. surprising. Yeah. That's that's wild. That's wild. Because I just read a thing about uh, online this morning about the great falling out. Uh, you know about the great falling out where people are just going to turn away from Christianity. That's what they're predicting. Uh, we're in those times. Oh. You buy, are you buy into that stuff or not? Which which one? Which stuff? The, the idea that people are just going to abandon Christianity in mass until there are just a few followers left, and then Jesus is going to come back, and there's a uh, going to be the rapture, and he's going to call those people. Just yes. I hope so. You hope so. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, I kind of am too. Uh, but I wouldn't be chosen. I'm not going to be one of the one. I'm going to be one of. The, uh, I'm going to be one of the sinners getting cast into nah, the, I don't the think pit so. of fire. God knows, God knows your heart. He knows Does your he? heart. Yes. Uh, well, then I'm definitely going into the lake. Oh, stop! Anyway, stop. I'm 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 a little low on energy today. Had a tough night. Mindful of thoughts. A friend of us who you never met. I don't think you ever met Brian Emmerich. Passed away of a uh, um, uh. massive heart attack. Fifty years old. I think he was might have been forty nine. 
Oh my uh, non-smoker, non-drinker, non-druggy, just a guy who was in good shape. He was a security guy at uh, all the places we used to play on the Nautical Mile, and he currently was working as a bouncer in uh, Garden City at a, a club. And just a big, gentle giant. Never saw him ever have to uh, use his physicality to, to throw anybody out or anything like that. His his presence alone was enough to keep people on their best behavior. Wow. Uh, so that's what I was talking about, you know, before you came in. It's just this idea of uh, coming to realize what Good Friday, because I always struggled with the idea that Christians called Good Friday, Good Friday. It's the day that Jesus died. Why would that be a good day? <laughs> but I think I get it now, because a lot right. of people just, Brian went quickly, didn't suffer a lot. He led a very clean life. Got a lot of people loving him. More people love him than just about anybody I've ever seen at a time of passing. Just the number of sheer number of people who just, you know, broken hearted that it's done, which is the mark of a successful life, right? right. I mean, it's right. not about it's not about the things you have or, or any of that. It's about the people who love you, right? Yeah. Am I right? I am yeah. right. And the people you love. Yeah. So, uh, how's uh, how's you, you sleep at all? At last night, did you sleep? I don't. I don't sleep very much. Yeah. Well, it's hard with a baby, right? What did you before the baby? Did you sleep very much? Did you sleep better? Yeah, yeah. I could sleep yeah. anywhere. I could still. I could probably still sleep anywhere. Rock, train, <laughs> cement. Well, there's a classic picture of you sitting when we played Richie's that summer. Uh, you were sitting in the lounge chair next to me, and I was I was passed out oh, there. Yeah, you, yeah. That never that never happened to you. <laughs> passed out on a gig. Well, not yet, <laughs> not yet. So, uh, how long, how long till the baby lets you sleep again? You think he's got to be like two or three years old? Well, not he's not going to be twenty one by the time <laughs> he's getting some decent sleep. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, uh, with the girls, kind of by like a year, year and a half. They were sleeping throughout the night. He's up every hour. Wow. And, and, and yeah. So I don't know. I don't wow. know if it's because he's a boy and he, but he, he does want to go, go, go all the time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the girls weren't as wild and mobile. He just wants, he just wants to wake up and explore. Wow. So I think that's why he wants to keep waking it, up. It, he's walking or is he in a walker or like, what, what he, a, he's uh, crawling. He's, cru he's cruising. He's, wow. He's wow. crawling everywhere. Good. All right. So life is good for you. Good day. Good. Glad to hear it. Yeah, and springtime, we have beautiful weather. I went for another long walk yesterday. It felt like almost 80 degrees. I'm probably exaggerating, but it was It did feel like 80. It did. Yeah. 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 Did, you, did you get out yesterday? You went. We got out. All the neighborhood kids were out. They were all playing. It was beautiful. They were drawing um, profanities on my sidewalk and and butts and poop and <laughs> and you know we have uh, other neighbors and I'm like let's not draw poop and butts on everybody's sidewalks and they thought it was funny and they got yelled at and I was the only parent <laughs> out there so I got yelled at <laughs> so you know so sometimes I wish I was a kid again but then I look at that the world today I wouldn't want to be growing up in this mm -hmm. world but uh, no way yeah yeah I know um it's crazy yeah, so uh, I really need some really happy news today because I'm, I'm not bummed. I'm just like low energy, man. I didn't. I've been troubled. Troubled. 
Um, sorry, that was terrible. Uh, all right. How about how about this one? How about this one's nice? You know, the price of groceries. We spent maybe three hundred dollars the other day, and and we came home with two bags. No joke. No, so. I I don't doubt it because I do three times a week. I go shopping three times a week, and I spend about a hundred and fifty a week. And it's just me, and my wife, my my stepson is here too. But mm. oh, I'm getting pulled over. They're coming for me. I know. I have my window open. We're right next to the fire department. Oh, it's the fire department. I thought it was the cops. Okay, that's cool. Oh, yeah, it's me. So, so Come price in, of groceries. Guys. Yeah, <laughs> price of groceries are very high. I, higher than they've ever been in my lifetime. Yes, yeah. I'm shocked. It's insane. You mm. go to the store for milk and you got to bring a twenty. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. So, so here's some good news about that. So, this is from SunnySkies.com. Um, and I guess there's an a store called HEB in Texas. I didn't know what that was, but uh, a young HEB employee paid over one hundred dollars for a family's groceries after the customer realized she didn't have enough money in her account to pay for everything. So, um, excuse me, I was burping. Uh, Maria Balboa is a college. <laughs> I had a burp. I drank some water. That's okay. Cause... I do it three times a show or four times a show. Well, when don't... you start farting on on the air, then I'll I'll mention something about it. But burps are okay. Oh my gosh, you don't even want to know. Uh, <laughs> we had a linguine last night, and it just goes right through me. Uh, Maria Balboa is a college student who also works as a bagger at the HEB in Corpus Christi, Texas. Uh, last Monday, she was bagging for a woman who had two little boys with her. When it was time to pay, Maria said the woman only had $19 left on her snap card and couldn't afford the rest. She was going to put all the groceries back instead of a couple items that she needed for dinner that night. So Maria said, I, immediately I heard a voice inside my head saying, pay for the groceries. I stopped to think for a second, but then I heard again, pay for the groceries. The woman tried to refuse, but Maria insisted and paid $137 for her groceries. And I thought that was wow. really sweet. Yeah. That's very nice. I, yeah. uh, I, I, I wish she would move to Long Island and be work at uh, Stop and Shop. Oh, but... And then I would get <laughs> a little recording and play it behind it. It says, pay for the groceries. And then just get her every time. <laughs> pay for the groceries. Hey. <laughs> Oh, I got it. I got to do it. (laughs) Pay for the new car. Pay for the new car. Right, right. Pay pay his mortgage bill. Do it. Do it. Yeah, so that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to create a a recording and just go around people and and send them messages to pay my bills. People have been paying paying for the pump. That's been going around lately. People are paying for the next person. Gas prices have been coming down here a little bit. I mean, bit. they were well over four dollars. I thought they're just under four dollars a gallon here now. So. Yeah. I mean, for regular, I think premium is still like five dollars a gallon. I um, did see like three twenty-five, and I don't know where we were. It was crazy. Amityville. I don't know. I can't remember. We were driving. We actually got gas there. How much? Matt came. It was like three twenty-five. It was insane. And that was good. Wow. And that's uh Matt came that back. I think that's a bargain. Uh, yeah, I know. Matt came back <laughs> in the car and he and he reeked. It was like just he he didn't even touch the gas. He didn't get gas on him, but he reeked like gasoline. And I'm like, great, My, you know, we probably got some cheap mixed with water gas. Wow. Three twenty five. My car's gonna stall. I don't know. I don't know what it was. We, when we played a gig uh, 
and Bill was here visiting us. We played a catch, and I was driving him home. Hmm. And I stopped for gas at off the LIE someplace. And those pumps are supposed to stop automatically when you when you're full, but it yeah. didn't. And the gas was just shooting all over the parking lot, all over me. I was soaked, like uh. like like I took a hose bath. Uh, and oh with my gasoline, gasoline, and then I had to drive home in the car, like, and the fumes were killing me. And I, I had to, you know, take off my clothes. I couldn't come in the house with the. I had to get naked outside and leave my clothes. And even my body stunky. Even after I took a shower, I still smelled like gas for like a day. Uh. <laughs> uh. Is it true that your skin? Did you get any like burns or anything? I felt it was definitely uh, uncomfortable. Yeah, I was irritated for days after that. Wow. Wow. You have a story for everything. I do have a story for everything, man. (laughs) Uh, Craig's in New Mexico, Albuquerque, New Mexico. He says $3.80 a gallon for gas, regular, I guess, out there. And Kevin's in Oklahoma, $3.29 earlier this week. And again, yesterday, filled up the truck in Oklahoma. But now he's in Little Little Rock, Arkansas. Yeah. He's he's driving. Uh, that tough time to be taking a driving trip, especially in an RV. I wonder how much how like one gallon, wow. one mile to gallon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Jeez. Well, that, that cheered me up a little bit. So they're good people left in the world and caring people. Uh, she's probably not going to be able to pay for her groceries now because she bought bought somebody else groceries. But that's right. Right. Oh, that's nice of her. Let's let's. Uh, uh, too bad. Do we have her name? Maybe we could just like all like celebrate her name today, because she's such a good person. Her name is. Oh, is it Jimenez? Maria Balboa. Maria Balboa, we love you, Maria. You're a good person. We celebrate you here on the Mind Dog, Coffee with the Dog show. Thank you for being a good person and come to New York and pay for my groceries. All right, I'll let you go. I'll see you later. We got uh, a a comedian from Guatemala on. (laughs) Wow. Well, he's from he lives in Michigan, but he's originally from Guatemala. Uh, I'm going to tease him about uh, being an immigrant uh, and say some really nasty things. So, anyway, uh, we'll see you later. Bye. Okay. Okay. Uh, immigration jokes uh, ready, folks. Um, we'll see. I don't know. <laughs> immigration jokes. Uh, getting 17 miles a gallon instead of 9.5. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. How do you get? I barely get that in a, a van full of uh, band equipment. I don't think I get 17 miles a gallon. Let me take that banner out of there. That's uh, pretty good for an RV. I was looking at RVs last night because I was thinking. Um, I was thinking about doing what you do, actually. Um, thinking about taking a trip out west and uh, going by RV. Um, but then I started thinking, you know, maybe not the best time to to be considering that uh, with gas prices. Are gas prices ever going to come down? Yeah. Do you think they will ever come down? I don't know. I, uh, this is a concern. Um. I know you, a lot of people were watching uh, Last Rites last night. Seven and a half hours of uh, broadcast. I believe it's currently uh, <laughs> taken down or it, it been set to private 
I don't know that for a fact, but I I believe that that's what's happened. And a little bit troubled, and, and not by what what you might think. Um, uh, maybe I should save this for a private conversation. But so uh, some of the stuff I heard heard on there was upsetting because I care about my friends and. Uh, being a younger, I'm remembering some of the mistakes I made when I was a younger person. I don't want to see, um, I don't want to see young people make the mistakes that I made. And I don't want to become that old man who who uh, lectures and, and that kind of stuff. Good morning, Kat. Is it 9.33? It's uh, 9.40 something. Oh, you're something 15 minutes extra this morning, have you? No, it wasn't death threats. What death threats? I don't remember the death threats. Carl's death threats. Uh, I don't remember that. Um, I'm, you know, when when people, I I think it's it's entertaining to a degree to see people when they're inebriated and and be in a safe place. It's like being in an old man bar and watching what could be trouble. And you don't have, but you you have a safe enough distance that you don't have to worry that you're going to have to break it up, and and there's not going to be any blood spilled at, at all on that stuff. So in that sense, it, it is um, entertaining. But on another sense, of somebody who, who, who listen, I have a, a sense of humor. And I'm not a prude about anything, but when, when I hear things that are being said that. You know, you got to be careful who's listening uh, when it comes to family members and other people like that. Uh, that's all I'm going to say about it. So I, I almost have like a um, parental <laughs> inclination to want to be a lecturer. But you know what? It's not, I, I can't be that. Uh, and I know, I know it's not my place to do that. But So that part of it kept me up a little bit last night, too. That and Brian's death both weighed on my mind. So I didn't sleep much, and that's why I have very low energy today. Um, and I appreciate that, you know, everybody's supporting those guys and, and sticking with them for that whole thing. At some point, though, I, you know, I'm joking about, you know, hit the end, end broadcast button, but in some sense, I was very serious about that. Uh, I think it would be good if <laughs> three or four hours of the program and then make it private like a like one of those Stanhope Zoom parties where anybody who wants to join, now we can be free to say whatever we want behind a closed firewall where it can't go out to the entire internet and you're with it. Uh, people you trust not to, you know, what happens in Vegas, what happens on the last rights stays on the last rights. That kind of vibe, you know, people you can trust to, not to blackmail you, or <laughs> that kind of stuff, or or just uh, just say you know the wrong thing. You can get you can get really um, sugar uh, cat says it caught the tail end it was messy sorry for your loss man no thank you very much i appreciate that again i'm trying to reconcile it as the quality of life rather than the length of life right 
and and Brian had a very great life uh, and left a lot of people who really, really sincerely loved him. A lot, a lot of people, a lot of love in his life. So he had a very, not a long life, but a very quality-filled life and seemed to have a real good grasp on what's really important in life. It's the people and and the connections you make and the people who love you rather than the wealth and things you have and all that stuff. Uh, what is that? Uh, I even got the backyard mode while they were on. Well, what was on? Uh, call was me. Oh, while they were on. Uh, wow. In the middle of the night? Oh, oh, no, it wasn't the middle of the night for you. Was it? I think they wrapped up around 10 o'clock here. That'd be 8 o'clock by you. So, yeah, that's not. If you ever, yeah. Okay, so sunrise was still out in Oklahoma. Wow. Um, anyway, um, so I'm going to play the sponsor part. I'm not sure, like, the way this, this week has been going, there's a good chance uh, Ronnie won't even show up today. Uh, the way the get, I don't think, well, Jackie showed up, but it was 45 minutes before we got him actually uh, up and working. So it's been one of those weeks where we've had a lot of no shows, a lot of, <clears throat> a lot of problems with the guests this week, so I would not be surprised if we have that again today. I need to get a, a fresh cup of coffee and, and see if I can bring my energy up for this final hour. Uh, so stick with me, if you will. I would appreciate it if you stick around. Hold on, stay here for me while I go get some uh, fresh Koa coffee. I'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Koa Coffee. If you are a coffee connoisseur and want to experience the best coffee Hawaii has to offer, no blends, no compromise, try the true taste of Aloha. Koa Coffee produces premium Hawaiian coffee, hand-picked, expertly roasted, and delivered from Hawaii to your door with Aloha. From award-winning 100% Kona coffee grown on the slopes of the Mauna Loa volcano to the unique mocha beans of Maui, they strive to provide their loyal customers with the best quality and freshness. Since 1997, Koa Coffee has been known far and wide as a product of utmost quality and their awards proving. Koa Coffee was featured in Forbes' Top 10 Coffees of the World. This is the coffee Forbes called the best coffee in America. Find out what it's all about. Go to minddogtv.com slash coffee. He's late getting back. How about that? You know what happened? You know what happened, don't you? Spilled the coffee. I had to clean up. Oh, well. Sorry about that. Uh, Andy's reaction. Wait, what am I missing here? I'm Wow, you guys talk a lot while I'm gone, don't you? Um, wait. Andy's reaction to the show 
was hilarious though. Hacks. Uh, oh, it, that ha Andy. I thought you were talking about Andy Andrews. Um, I did. I didn't even know Hack was on until I went and uh, started looking back at their reruns. Uh, yesterday, I didn't because it's. I didn't. Who hangs with them for seven hours? I didn't hang with them for seven hours. I caught the first hour, and then probably the last hour, and then went back and looked at some of the stuff. Um, Craig says I went uh, shopping to the grocery store and just went and, and just went and went. It was a mini partisan. Oh, the uh, yeah. That's, I think I even asked it was that a partisan at some point last night. Oops. Uh, went out for coffee and never came back. <laughs> That's what they're gonna write on my uh, tombstone. He went out for coffee. There won't be a tombstone. It's gonna it's gonna be dust. Uh, low energy and all. Ke Kevin. Uh, uh, I didn't, I got a, well, it's kind of offline now, so I can't see it. Well, I think Carl's going to do some minor edits before he puts it back up. Anyway, uh, I, I did not catch the hack segment. Didn't even know he was on until uh, after the show. I was freaking crying. That's good. Anyway, uh, my guest is with with me. He's in the back uh, and now, and we're going to welcome him in. Ronnie Rohrbeck is a... Uh, comedian originally from Guatemala City, Guatemala, now living somewhere in Michigan, uh, has a TikTok uh, and Facebook and I believe a YouTube channel. Uh, and that, I've seen some of his videos, kind of uh, interesting to have him on. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Ronnie Roy back to my Thank you. Thank you. How you doing, Ronnie? Good. How are you? Okay. So you're from Guatemala, but you're living in, in Michigan now? Is that is that the case? Yes. I was born in Guatemala, and then I was adopted by my parents, and I've been living in America basically my whole life. Aha. Uh -huh. uh, so like from one to two years old? Or basically... I was adopted at 10 months old. Oh, cool. So you grew up and grew up in Michigan? Yep. Now, did you get uh, adopted by like white people or Gu Guatemalan people? Oh, definitely white people. <laughs> really? Yep. So, what kind of experience is that growing up a, a kid from Guatemala in like suburban? Oh, I don't. I'm, I'm assuming it's uh, suburbs where white people live. <laughs> yeah, no, it definitely is suburban. Um, it's a it's a little weird. Not gonna lie, because like I live in like a very weird part of Michigan. Like when I, I the way I describe it is like. When I say, like, when Trump would come visit, he would come visit us. <laughs> okay, that, I get it. I get it. So are you far from, uh, what city are you closest to? Uh, probably, like, Washington Township, which is, like, 40 minutes outside of Detroit. Very cool. Is there a thriving comedy scene there? Uh, not really in the area I go. I, like, I go into more, like, the Detroit scene to do my stand-up. Ah, oh, Detroit. Now, how is Detroit these days? Because we hear, you know, I, you don't know unless you've been there, right? Uh, because what what you see on television, what you hear about Detroit is like, uh, when, and when I was a kid in 1968, I remember there were stories about Detroit was a, uh, you know, it was gone. It was riots and it was like really bad time then. And then we heard recently that Detroit was like a lost city. Is it is it really bad there? I wouldn't say it's like really bad. I mean, it's starting to make a slow comeback. All right, <laughs> is the way I would describe it. It's just like 
it's not bad. If you know where you're going, you'll be fine no matter what. Cool. Um, big sports town, even when in bad times. So you got Detroit Lions and Detroit Tigers and uh, the Red Wings. And, and so, are you a big sports fan? Because oh, I love I, sports. You do what? Which uh, all of them? All all sports? Yeah, all sports. Anything from like football, basketball, baseball to like Formula One, NASCAR. Wow, I'm, I'm, you know what? I, we think of NASCAR. I think of like Texas, uh, Oklahoma. You know, the the those the deep growers. south part states. Yeah, no, yeah. it's weird because, uh, like how you said, growing up with white parents, like I've been experienced to different things. Like, uh, before I even started comedy, I was going to. I originally went to Ohio to go to school to work on race cars. Wow, cool. Uh, do you want to be a race car driver or you wanted to be a mechanic? <laughs> uh, originally, I wanted to be a driver, but like having cerebral palsy kind of put a damper to that. But like just working on race cars was really fun for me. Now, you just said cerebral palsy, right? Is that, that how you cerebral pronounce it? Cerebral palsy. I don't yeah, remember. It, it, this is my problem, which I, I, you know, it seems like I should know the, the pronunciation of the word, and but I have many friends who, who are afflicted with it. Uh, to de- varying degrees, but I never know. Should I say cerebral? Should I say cerebral? I don't, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's weird. It's like one of those words they never teach you to pronounce uh, pronounce correctly. Uh, you have you have cerebral cerebral palsy. Yep, I have it in my left arm and in my left leg. And and so, how does that affect your stand up? Because I have seen some videos where I think you were on a stool for uh, the stand up, but I th- thought I saw somewhere. You, I definitely saw somewhere you were standing on stage. You stand okay? Yeah, it doesn't really affect my standing. A lot of it, like it's more in my hand, where you like I can hold the mic for a long time. Like it's good because I get naturally like my arm is in like that kind of a position. Yeah, like a, just... a built in mic stand. It really is. I'm like, that's why I started comedy. I'm like, I already have a built-in mic stand. I might as well just commit to it. <laughs> Very cool. I like that. Making lemons out of uh, lemonade out of lemons or whatever you call it. Exactly. Well, yeah. Uh, so has that, uh, when did you first want to, did you want to be a comedian from a very young age or what, what, what influenced you to get started? Uh, I didn't like I never really thought about it at a younger age until I turned like 16. Like I got introduced to Bill Burr. And then when I figured out that you could like go around making people laugh for a living, that's like exactly what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. When you say introduced to Bill Burr, you don't mean personally. Like, I just saw him on YouTube and yeah. that like, <laughs> really set yeah. me into wanting to do comedy. Okay, yeah, okay. It sounds like him. Or hey, hey, this is Bill Burr. Meet Ronnie. Uh, <laughs> uh, interesting stuff. Uh, and so, uh, do you talk about you know you don't talk about palsy at all in your act though, right? Oh uh, uh, yeah, I do a little bit. I have a whole thing where I'm trying to start a Crip Mafia movement, where like I'm coming after the Crip gang. Because I don't think they should be able to use that word. Like the only people who should be are me and other crippled people. Yeah, uh, you know what? I have there's there's somebody I follow, the Crip Daddy on Twitter, and I'm I'm always wondering about it. like it's 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 kind of like the N word for people with uh with with disabilities. It's like you, <laughs> it you really can, is. You, you can say it if you have it. <laughs> 
exactly and that's what i like i've been like making this joke about it where i'm like we're only accepting day one crips none of this <laughs> i fell off a ladder 20 years down the line now i can join your club <laughs> uh that's that's uh well it's good that you can kind of um you know find find humor in in something that a lot of people would really be you know struggling with and and see as a you know something to hold them back and so you're using that to kind of uh using humor to kind of um make yourself better about about whatever life has has dealt you so i applaud that that's a that's a thank great you, thank you um how long have you been doing it uh so calendar wise like two and a half years but with the pandemic i've been like taking this serious for about like a year and a half all right well, very good and how how often are you out there uh open mics i'm trying to hit at least four to six a week and then shows depending on how often i get booked wow and is there enough uh, different venues in the area where you are or going to Detroit? There's enough venues that have open mic nights and, and places to keep yourself uh, busy and, and practicing your craft? Oh, yeah. There's definitely, like, in Detroit, like, the mics are spread out, but there's, like, almost a mic every single night, which is really nice. And then, like, for me, like, the highway's right there, so I can drive up to Lansing, go over to Grand Rapids for a day. So I try to get all over Michigan as much as possible. Cool, cool. Uh, and the interstate stuff, or no? Like, because uh, you have you have other states around there that those states, uh, Illinois, you know, Michigan, all all those states in there. There's a lot of um, you see a lot of people traveling. I used to when in the magic days, people were like, my very young days was very. Uh, active in the magic scene and people will go uh from chicago up to uh detroit and you know all around that area do you do any of that interstate travels uh i've been doing it more lately i want to try to get really into it a lot especially with like ohio and illinois only being like a three four hour drive which is not bad at all yeah um comedy clubs mostly are you working bars Mostly bar shows and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's interesting to me because I've never been in a bar where there was a comedy show. I, I've gone to comedy clubs my whole life. And uh, every almost every uh, beginning comic or, or comics that are, are not, you know, well-established, you know, yet, uh, those people are, are working in bars now. And that's like, because it, it's... As a musician who's played in bars my whole life, I know how difficult it is to keep, uh, keep the crowd's attention because they're there to mingle, they're there to, for a pickup, they're there to get drunk. They're not there necessarily for the entertainment. You're in the back part. And as music, you can be background, but as comedy, you can't really be background. So I, that's what kind of makes it interesting for me, how, how what that experience is like. Do you ever have to like, hello, and shout at people saying, you know, I'm up here talking to you pay attention it, it's like that like especially like when you get closer to like a bigger city and everything it is a little bit harder 
but like where I've been doing a lot of my bar shows, I've been working with my one of my favorite comics, Mike Ball. He's been taking me all over like small towns in Michigan. And it's really cool because when you're in like a small area and like that's their big event for the like maybe a couple months is they're always there. They're always attentive, ready to laugh. And it's one of the coolest things. Very cool. You know, this you bring up a good point about how different cultures, different parts of America uh, have different kind of culture setups. And that wouldn't be the case here on Long Island. But I could see that being the case where, uh, you know, as you get into the flyover states uh, where it's like that. So very cool, you know, because it wouldn't be here. I want to do a a mockumentary because I did a show one in a grocery store on, at 11 o'clock on a Sunday morning with, with a full band. And, you know, 11 o'clock on a Sunday morning, people just getting out of church and stuff and they're walking, walking around, not expecting to see a band in the grocery store. And that was weird. So I thought about, you know, just doing a mockumentary of a band that got, it was uh, on their last leg, go on the downward uh, slope of, of their career arc and playing like laundromats and <laughs> Jiffy Lubes and that, <laughs> you know, those kind of gigs. That I was, mean, I would right. be totally down for it when like we were first starting to open up, like me and <laughs> friends, we'd be doing stand-up comedy out on like someone's porch next to a lake at like 12 <laughs> o'clock at night. Yeah, that's a, sounds like a fun gig next to next to a lake. Yeah? Um, so who, who are your... Um, like who who were you? Know, I hate to say who were your influences, but when you're starting out, like, and I know this to be true, whether it's music, acting, comedy, whatever, you got to be at some level emulating some of your heroes. Who are some of your heroes then? Like I said earlier, Bill Burr was one. Uh, I, I was like when I first really started to get into comedy, doing stand up, uh, a lot of like Sam Morell, Mark Norman. Or a lot of like the big influences of like how to sh- like how I wanted to like become a, like a better writer. Now that's interesting because Norman and Burr are uh, kind of opposites, right? Because Norman is a joke writer, not necessarily a storyteller. He he writes jokes, and Burr is more of a storyteller. You, you am I right with that? Yeah, do? yeah, definitely. And that's what I like about it is like. I like both of them just because I like taking different things like to where like I want to try to make myself almost more of a Swiss army knife of comedy than just a one trick pony. <laughs> the Swiss army knife of comedy. I like it. Uh, now, uh, racially people, people see you as a uh, different, right? Even though uh, you're, uh, um, because you, you raised by white pants, but, and I'm not saying this is. I'm just wondering if if it could be an advantage if you can use it to advantage. There, like there are, you know, Paul Rodriguez was like special because he was like the first. Well, Freddie, Freddie Prince came out a Hispanic uh, uh, guy, but some you know using um, that as uniqueness. Now, you don't hear about a lot of Guatemalan comedians in America, right? So it just, you barely that, hear about Guatemalans in America. Well, well, yeah, well, because they're all rapists, murderers, and 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 whatever they they said that they are. Uh, a lot of them are bad. Oh, some of them I assume are good people, but uh, they're all rapists, drug dealers, and murderers, right? Uh, am I right? Well, I mean, I haven't like I've. <laughs> 
In all 23 years of my life, I've maybe come across another person from Guatemala. Really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. And the best okay. part is, I like for me, where I grow up, like growing up, everyone just assumed I was Mexican. Right. Well, right. I could see that. Uh, but you you have a very um, white bread, I guess, because you were brought up by white people. You have a very white bread sounding voice. So you, uh, that's, you know, people look at you and think Mexican. But wow, he sounds like he sounds like a Brady Bunch kid. <laughs> yeah. And that's the funny part is like I've been heckled before at shows because like I tell people I'm like one of my biggest flaws is I can't speak Spanish. <laughs> well. I think it would be cool for you to to go up and start like, uh, and I'm not telling you what bits to do, but I what would really you know come on to put on like a really fake Mexican or uh, Mexican American accent, and then halfway through like not be able to do it anymore, just to freak people out. Like what? what is this? <laughs> I that's the bad part is like I'm so bad at Spanish, I can't even fake the accent. <laughs> that's cool i love that um but can it work to your advantage be like uh in, in any way like uh, you know I don't, I don't want you to like uh, exploit it but in some ways uh, can can it ever work to your advantage being unique you you don't as you say you don't know see a lot of guatemalan guatemalan people much less guatemalan comics in america can can you capitalize on that at all or use it to your advantage Oh, yeah, no, I've definitely used it. It's be, like, I need to start using it more and saying exactly where I'm from. Like, my biggest thing right now is, like, I'm like, I don't say I'm Mex. Like, I'll say to the audience, I'm not Mexican. But I like leaving that little, like, stigma of, okay, then what is he actually? Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> what made your parents uh, go to Guatemala or, did, you know, Find a baby from Guatemala. Did you, did you ever have that conversation? No, but like honestly, like I've never thought about it. But like I'm just so grateful that they actually did it. Good for you. I mean, the gratitude is an important thing, and and you you know, good for them that, that they actually did that and 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 provided a home for you. I mean, that's a great thing. Uh, I would not take that lightly and and hold that really in my heart my whole life. I mean, it's a, it's a wonderful thing. So good for you. Um, so, uh, I, I've been fishing around for you on the web. Now you don't have a website, but I, if I fish around for you, I, I have your Facebook and TikTok pages. Uh, is there more presence for you online? Uh, probably the best presence for me right now is my Instagram. Oh, okay. I'll look for that and put that in the description as well. The TikTok stuff looks uh, like you're pretty active there. Your most recent upload has like almost 5,000 uh, views on it so that, that are you are you doing that like on a regular basis uh honestly not really like on a, i've been this lucky with tiktok I, I, the way i've been looking at it is that like i don't really post much like i have a lot of great ideas just getting it down is my biggest part well and like filming is kind of hard with one hand compared to two people don't realize that well, that's why you need things like, you know, if you're doing it with a phone, you get like a tripod or a little stand for it and put it back and then you don't have to use your, your hands on it, right? And you exactly. Kind of, I need yeah. to invest in one. <laughs> that, and it's not an investment. Uh, believe me, I think I paid $5 for this thing 
and this is a battery operated it, it, if you put batteries in it, it will pan and tilt on its own you could set it or you can you know set it to do timing time little pans Ooh, that's and, really cool yeah and, and i mean i look for that kind of that's what i do i mean i constantly looking for little video gadgets and stuff like that but i got that off a of facebook ad for like five bucks and i use it really? a lot yeah very very cool stuff uh yeah but you know what i had jackie martling on the other day and he's an old man <laughs> i mean he'd probably get pissed at me for saying that but he's in his 70s and so you know not a tiktok generation type of guy and but went to tiktok a couple of months ago and he's killing it up there and getting a lot of attention i think uh, for comedy especially it's a really powerful platform and uh, and he's just doing it for like one quick joke a day uh but creating a lot of buzz for himself using that so i recommend that to to people yeah no i i've been saying that i definitely need to start using tiktok more often yeah 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 um so again i was looking around the web for you and and i saw a podcast on it where uh it says in the description of the podcast i haven't listened to it yet but i plan on listening to it it says uh about choice about and i guess you're talking about porn which porn you'd want to direct do you remember that what i'm talking about does that ring a bell oh i it's it's kind of like ringing a bell um <laughs> yeah no like i honestly i wouldn't mind being a porn director really I mean, I, i've watched way too much i'm like you know what this plot line's going nowhere i'm like i could definitely rewrite this <laughs> well uh, you know what uh, on youtube last night uh, or two nights ago i watched a little bio of um an old porn star uh marilyn chambers and they described her era as the golden age of porn, when porn had a story and was more respected by traditional filmmakers as opposed to just like uh, Pizza Boys here, uh, Bang the Pizza Boy, a gangbang, Pizza Boy gangbang movies, like that kind of stuff. So it was a respected art form, and there was plot, and it was actually played in regular, they, they built it as X-rated, but it was played in regular movie theaters, like you would go to see, I don't know, Sound of Music one day, rated C, <laughs> and then the next day, uh, Behind the Green Door, rated X. Uh, so it's just weird how they, they kind of framed it in that in that way. The golden era of porn, where it was a respectable art form, and it, things had a story to them. Yeah, so, no, nowadays you just see everything, and you're just getting the action. And you're like, how did these people get to this point in the first place? <laughs> Yeah. How how old are you, if you don't mind me asking? I'm 23. 23. So you grew up in an era, this has got to be weird, where, because uh, when I was when I was a kid, first of all, there was no, no such thing as pornography. They mentioned uh, the Marilyn Chambers and Deep Throat stuff. That came out when I was like 10, 10 or 11 years old, was the first time X-rated movies came out, and, and they were kind of, uh, uh, you know, newsworthy at the time. There was no pornography. Your generation grew up with free pornography pumping into your bedrooms by a computer or phone, whatever, your whole life long. What is, what, how does that affect your life as a young man growing up and your, your attitudes towards sexuality? Does, uh, does... It t- like changes it very fast. <laughs> like I found out about porn when I was like eight years old. <laughs> 
What what is uh somebody in the chat room is saying the Mondero staring contest? What is that? I have no idea. Or maybe he's referring to me. I don't know. The Mindoro st- staring contest. I don't know what that means either. Um he he's an old man. Haha. <laughs> yeah, well, mm. I was talking about Jackie, yeah. Um so anyway, I mean the chat room is full of people and I try to check up on that every once in a while just to see what people are saying in that one, the Mindoro staring contest with a question mark. I don't know what that means. Anyway, I thought maybe you'd know. I thought because I'm an old man, I thought maybe you'd be more hip to that. No, uh, I have no idea to be honest with you. So, so yeah, back to the uh, porn stuff because I find this interesting. Um, it's just crazy. It, 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 from my perspective, somebody who grew up where there was no such thing as porn, the not only the amount of pornography today, but the um, the ability. I think they're losing the ability to kind of up. At some point, there's no more shocking. You, you can't go any further, or can you be more inventive with the, how perverse or how how dirty you can possibly get? Because now I, you know, sh- shitting on a midget's face is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's so, like yeah, no, it's just like something you're just reading in a news article. I'm like, oh, that was last week's news. Yeah. Like, give me something that would excite me for real. <laughs> Where can you go with it? I mean, at some point, you're going to run out of uh, things that you can really, you know, be different about, right? And I think we've reached that point, or maybe I'm wrong, but um, you, you, can you can you get more shocking or more more dirty than it is now? Can it? I mean, I feel like it's just going to be, like, time till someone really re-innervates the wheel, and then there's just going to be, like, a bunch of stuff. But, like... Like, what I've been looking at is, like, even with, like, OnlyFans, I compare that to, like, SoundCloud, where <laughs> everyone's putting their own content out just to get their own money up and their own 15 seconds of fame. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, you don't have an old OnlyFans page, do you? <laughs> not yet. Not yet. <laughs> uh, but if anyone's willing to subscribe. <laughs> I always wonder. I mean, I I don't know. Uh, I know people who said they had one and i kind of like looked at them like really who's subscribing to you really i had um a guy on who was <laughs> he he would build himself as a, a comedian and this is how i booked him this is a couple of years back and when i i first i was expecting a stand-up comic when i first introduced him in the show i and he's in that window that you're in and i looked at him and i said are you in a jet because it looked like he was in a, in an airplane he said no i'm in my car it's a honda whatever a very small car he said it's it's really kind of home now and his his girlfriend was in the back uh <laughs> in the back she's in the back of the car she's waving i'm like you're living in your car how you doing uh stand-up and he said I'm not doing stand up at the moment. I'm doing I'm selling sex videos <laughs> on porno. And now this is a guy my age, well close to it. He's probably in his fifties. He's got like this really scraggly gray beard. He's uh diabetic, a uh, severe diabetic with one eye kind of a little bit funny from the diabetes and just look like really weird. And I was like, who the hell is paying <laughs> you to see you naked on Pornhub. And he's oh you'd be surprised, man. There's there's uh, a market. There's a market. A market for old men uh playing with themselves in their car while their wife is in the back seat. Man, like I said, man, there's <laughs> it's getting to the point where like someone's gotta really reinnervate the wheel and then like more people will start having more original ideas. 
Yeah, cat says there's a market for everything. Yeah, for that cat, come on. Uh, <coughs> seriously, an old man. And I think he was said he was charging twenty dollars. And he basically what he said to me is there's a lot of girls with a daddy fantasy. But they I could see girls with a da- daddy that fantasy. That makes more sure. sense. Yeah, that's but makes a not a a daddy with one eye going that way and a scraggly beard and living like a homeless guy in his car with his wife in the back. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> I just can't see it. And, but he, at one point he did say he had some standards, like they were things he would not do. <laughs> I mean, and, like, that, that's the thing is, like, I love that, like, how people are trying to, like, because, like, I know people who have OnlyFans and everything, and, like, I've talked to them, and they're like, you'll get people who just try to push the limits as far as possible. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, but, like, I, you know, how can you have standards? Once you, once you will, uh, jack off for uh people for twenty dollars in your car with your wife in the back and back seat again like what what could be so bad that you won't do it at that point what would you really be uh where do you draw the line and that that's what say he told me once he was asked to shit on a rock and he wouldn't do it i will tell me which rock If that's the only if that's the only criteria, <laughs> I will pick my own rock at that point. <laughs> Man, if he ain't doing that, like tell that person there's a person that will. When how do you set the pricing on something like that? I mean, what is the mar- how do you how do you determine what the market will will bear for for a service like that? Well, it depends how public you are doing it. Because if <laughs> yeah. it's in a public setting, the price has to at least be bond. Yeah, because you're probably going to get arrested trying to do it. it uh, I don't know. It's just a very weird thing. Uh, so, uh, sports and, and NASCAR and porn. What what else are you into? What are your What are your interests outside of comedy? Uh it's kind of hard to say because I've been like so invested in the comedy a lot lately that like good for you I mean this is important that that you you focus because so many people and you've been doing a year and a half and you still have plenty of time at 23 to establish establish yourself so good for you but uh so many people have something they want to do in life a, a passion they want to follow but then they get sidelined and don't put don't put enough focus into it and let themselves get distracted i think that you know what you if you're putting a lot of uh, focus and attention on it that's your best chance of actually making uh, a reality of a career in it uh, so. yeah no and like that's for me like the way i've looked at this even like when i first wanted to start this was like i realized that like how like blessed i am like realistically mathematically the odds of me being in this position right now shouldn't be like the fact that I have a disability, I was adopted and just to be able to come out here into America and like essentially be, make my own American dream of right. just going around making people laugh. And it's like, that's like one of the coolest things for me. It's like, I've never like, I've never had a bad time making people laugh. Good for you. Well, uh, have you have you had some really? Because uh, you had to have had some disappointing performances. Even oh yeah, no. In the beginning, it was rough. It was really rough. But it just made you like whenever it would go bad, you I would always think, what went bad? What can I do better? Wow, good for you. Now, uh, are your parents supportive of it of what you're doing? 
Uh, yeah, my mom's very supportive. She she's been coming out the show. She was out at the show I was at last night. Wow, uh, that's got to be difficult. Oh, do you work? First of all, uh, do you work uh, blue at all, or are you very clean when you when you're working? I try to work it clean, but like at the same time, I like doing dirty stuff too. So like like I throw a little bit of both in there. Okay, so but when your mom's there, you probably keep it really clean, don't you? Uh no, I don't. I like go. Really? I honestly, I go a little bit more dirty just because, like, if she's there <laughs> and like her friends, I like the look of like the uh, like shock factor on their face. Now, can you like being able to see them? Or because if it were me and family were at a gig, I'd want them to be out of my uh, uh, line of sight, like in all the way in the back in the dark. I don't want to see you there. Are, are you comfortable with seeing people you know up front? Um, I'm starting to get more comfortable with seeing some people I know up front, especially if it's like they haven't seen me do stand up at all. I like just kind of seeing what their gauge of it is. And then like, but if they see me a little bit, like I like kind of having them in the back just because like I, I know they've seen my set before. Well, yeah, you know, I, I, I don't think I'm taking anything back along. I think cultures and, and times have changed, but I think if I were a young person, I'm trying to think back, and people I knew were there. I think I, I definitely tried to clean up because a lot of my uh, my material back then was really very dirty. People find that hard. To, you know, music. <laughs> how could how could music be very dirty? It, you know, it could be just um, but I I would try to clean it up when people and purposely be always be self conscious when. I always love shows when I didn't know anybody there. That was that Yeah, was no, great. I I do love doing those shows where I know no one. But like a bunch of comics when I first started, they're like never be afraid to stray away from like don't be like don't be someone you're not to the audience instead of being you to the audience. Authenticity is absolutely important and I I I, I totally agree on that. Kelly says I follow a 300 pound plus stripper that is on TikTok and OnlyFans, and she does the splits. It's crazy what people can do and get paid for. <laughs> uh, 300 pounds and how tall? That's the problem. If she's nine foot tall, 300 pounds isn't really that bad. But if she's only yeah, five no, four, I'm five foot two. 300 pounds on me and doing the splits, <laughs> like that would be more impressive. But the most impressive part would be how I would get back up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you made one fan here. Craig says Ronnie is the kind of guy that brings the smiles. Nice, fine. Well, well it's good. It definitely is good to have you here. Um, now, uh, in your area, uh, well, in the Detroit area, I've had a lot of comics on who talk about black clubs and, and racially divided clubs, like there are comedy clubs that are for black audiences and white comedy clubs. It, it's it's surprising to me that there's still segregation in in comedy clubs uh in 2022 now you're in the middle <laughs> because you're dark skin but you're, you're a white kid really with dark skin <laughs> yeah no and honestly that probably has worked out the best for me because for you. yeah i'm accepted in both like both scenes yeah yeah that well that's what i was kind of alluding to and the uh, can this work for a a positive for you uh but do you find because this is interesting to me, and I, I you know, I, I, it's a kind of a sensitive thing to talk about race and all that stuff. And some people get a, 
find it offensive if you even bring it up. But the difference, and both black and white comedians both tell me there is a difference between playing for a black room and playing for a white room. Which, uh, oh, yeah, 100%. And, like, for me, when I first started, I was going down to, like, all these black rooms and everything when I first started. And, like, that was the biggest struggle I had was getting them to laugh. It, because, and, like, what people re- told me when I first started was, like, they're looking for the authenticity in what you're saying. You can't be saying this outlandish thing and then this like flipping it and be like saying the complete opposite thing five minutes later. And then like, so they're like this, be you try to be real and they'll like you better when you're the most real you, you can be. Wow. Yeah. Well, and I can see that. And somebody uh, said earlier this week, um, who was who told me this he said they're in a black room they they want they they want you to get to the funny a lot quicker where white rooms are a little more patient in, in your in your setups and all that kind of stuff i don't know how true that is but uh oh it's 100 percent true like uh one of my uh comedians who like really brought me under his wing was alton boogie williams <laughs> and <laughs> and he like Every single time I'd be doing all these black rooms, he'd always make me follow him from like and open up the room. And that was just so that like I'd have to like learn to bring energy, learn to like hit him in the mouth. Like when you like I'm going on stage, I feel like I'm almost like a UFC fighter. I'm like, let's fucking do this. Let's fucking do this. (laughs) Well, you know what I'm impressed with uh, hearing you say is uh, that you, you have more than one like mentor it's important for people and i I think a lot of young comics overlook this i'm just gonna make my own way and go out there it seems to me you're very open to taking uh help from guys who who plays the trail before you and have a couple of mentors so good for you um uh, do you is it like a formal thing where you go i i need some help can you help me uh like build my career or is it just that you make friendships from doing the open mic stuff and people uh warm up to you and want to help you it's just basically doing open mic so and like i feel like a lot of people like that's reached out to me is because they see me just going out every single night and doing all these open mics because like they see that i actually care about getting better every single night not just doing the same exact word for word thing every single night damn you're you're an impressive young man. I, I appreciate I appreciate where you're coming from. It is time for the happy minute. I I, I want you to stick with me and meet meet our friend Kiera. This uh, segment is brought to you by Naked Wines. Ronnie, are you a wine drinker? Oh, I love wine. You do. Do you ever drink it naked? <laughs> no, but I mean, I've woken up naked from drinking wine before. Uh, where's my naked wine? Here it is. My naked. Oh no, that's Vital Sleep. I got the wrong copy here. I have no naked wine copy. Here it is, winemaker. Here, this segment is brought to you by uh, Naked Wines. Uh, brought to you by Naked Wines. They don't just sell wines; they make them happen. Well, n- Naked Wines is not uh, what I just alluded to. It's not about getting naked and drinking wine and getting and toasted on some wine. It's about uh, crowdfunding and being able to get quality wines at wholesale prices, bringing the consumer the best wines at wholesale prices. Since launching in the UK in 2008, Angel, woo, 
that's my angel impersonation, have, uh, have helped uh, Naked Wines invest in over 159 independent winemakers in 14 countries. Naked Wines have a simple aim to connect winemakers and drinkers directly. Uh, the creation of this direct relationship helps users crowdfund their bottles directly from the vineyard via a monthly subscription. But this is much more than just another wine club. It's also very long copy for an ad. Crowd, crowdfunding to uh, prepay and buy wine whenever you want creates complete transparency and openness with consumers. This is where the name Naked Wine comes from. A uh, combination of doing well by doing good philosophy and technology also help them to win an Innovation in Customer Service Awards. Naked Wines, links in the description. Please support them. And it's time to welcome in the fabulous, beautiful, and looks like eating Kiera. Hey, what's going on? Now, did you did you hear and see the intro that time? I did this time. Something happened yesterday. That's really weird. Meet Ronnie. Kira Hello. Ronnie. Ronnie, Ronnie is. Uh, I'm going to give you the short uh, short version of Ronnie's bio. Ronnie is a, a young man with uh, cerebral cerebral palsy who was adopted from Guatemala at 10 months old by white people in Michigan, and so he's grown up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, people assume he's Mexican because of his skin complexion and all that stuff, but uh, he he sounds like uh, like a white kid down the block. He, he is, when he starts speaking, oh he my do- goodness, he doesn't sound Guatemalan <laughs> or Mexican or what you would expect from a person with dark brown skin. So it, it's hmm. kind of a, a, a I think a cool opening for a comedian to come out there and wait a minute this is it would be like uh you know if a black person came out and started talking like bobby brady or something you know <laughs> I, ronnie you're perfect the way you are don't let don't thank let you Matt thank you intimidate you I'm not, I'm oh not no it's intro. not intimidating the only <laughs> time i get in like i only time i get intimidated is around ice like whenever i see the regular cops i'm like <laughs> i'll drive five miles over the speed limit i'm like run the plates it's white my name is white you know that <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, there's a tiktok and i don't want i guess i shouldn't spoil there's a, he has one on his tiktok he has a, a line about that that's that's pretty funny uh <laughs> go there and see it and it's in the description Anyway, uh, no, he, I don't. Uh, I'm not a, trying to intimidate. He's a hero to me. Are you kidding me? He's, yeah, uh, thank uh, you, definitely. Because he, you know, he is. Um, let's face it. A lot of people who have a disability or something might just let that define them. But he's not letting that define him. He's doing stand-up Good. comedy. He, and I said to him before, like. I don't mean to talk to you like you're not in the room. No, no, no. no. <laughs> uh, uh, it, it's odd to have Guatemalan, uh, a, a Guatemalan comedian. That could be like a, just a selling point because, but, and it's also very rare to have a comedian with cere- cerebral palsy or cerebral palsy. I'm still not sure how I was supposed to say that. But so he's got like two things that if you're um, a clever marketing person, you could use to kind of, uh, your advantage in some way if you know as a selling point uh, because that's your point of differentiation that's what makes you different from everybody else and that's a good thing it, it really is and that's yeah. why i've been trying to get sponsored by manscape <laughs> <laughs> me too the new technology is perfect for me like <laughs> it should be their spokesman if i can do it with my bad hand anyone can do it <laughs> right 
So right. I, 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 I know it's a joke, but have you really reached out to them? Because I have reached out to them to sponsor this program. <laughs> no, but I really should. Like, I would love to get sponsored by Manscaped. Well, I'll send what you. What is it? Get... A, it's a tiny tool. Is it the thing with the three, the three circles that you go? It's a, it's a, like a Black and Decker of of manscaping tools. It's got like all sorts of little kind of attachment and. Twisties. I think Matt has it. Yeah, before he he does it in the car too. Wait, yeah, no, it's not for your face. Uh, what is you it? can't be <gasps> shaving the, your face with what you shave your yeah, balls. Yeah, we put with. in, we put in like I put in my life on the line here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, like oh I ain't gonna gosh. use some like regular razor where I'm gonna just end up cutting myself <laughs> with my bad hand. Oh my gosh, I didn't, I, I love didn't know myself. Made a razor for okay. You know, I, I and oh I'll, my. Can, just curious, uh, your your <laughs> man, your man Matt. Now, my greatest hair problem is not this, and you know it's not really that. I mean, I could, I could, and I do manscape down there. But my greatest hair problem is here. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> the, the ears, the ears. Yeah. Is, is Matt get trying to grow bush? In his that, ears? Yeah, yeah, and on the on the edge of his nose too, like little like edge garden on his nose. nose. Yeah, and I always have to. Yeah, I'm like Matt. You know, you're growing a garden from your your nose again, like the tip of his nose. Oh my God, Uh, Kat says you're so innocent. (laughs) Yeah, Kiara is so innocent because she didn't realize that manscaping meant ball. I thought manscaping was up here. I'm sorry, I didn't know that they. I mean, technically, anywhere on the body that's considered manscaping. No, absolutely. You all of the body, all of the man territory is manscaping, but you don't shave your face with the same razor that you would shave your balls with. Why not? Unless you have a lot of sanitary, like <laughs> UV light, maybe. But like, I ain't risking it after that. Oh my uh, gosh! I would just feel like I'm oh. giving my my face co- ball cooties. <laughs> <laughs> if you have, if you have ball cooties, uh, and my daughter just walked in, so I can't. Oh yeah. Well, no, you could say balls because she doesn't. These balls are balls. I balls. was surprised that she knew what <laughs> what 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 that was. I was very surprised. Yeah, she's too young. She must have heard it from one of the kids at the playground. This yeah. is the problem with the world today, and yep. I brought, we brought this up with, with with Ronnie before about how things have changed. When I was a kid, there was no yeah. such thing as any of this stuff. We didn't know about this. Yeah, stuff. Now, he grew up mm-hmm. with he grew up with like X rated material, triple X rated material, streaming into his bedroom on a phone. Or yeah, I grew up on that borderline where like. I still had fun. I grew up like the first half of my life. I was just using projects, saving it on floppy drives. And then like when I got older, I started getting in the mainstream of media. Wow. (laughs) Floppy drives? Yeah. My my dad would always make me use floppy disks to save everything. I'm like, you could afford a thumb drive at least. Yeah. How old are you? I'm 23. Well, floppy, floppy drives, drives are, uh, are different. Were different when you grew up. You had those three point five. Actually, they were kind of rigid floppy disks, right? But when I grew up, we had these big five and a half. Well, not when I grew up. When when I first started using computers, they had these flat. They were really floppy. They were just like uh, they look like. I a, remember those. Yeah. Right. Wow. I think do? so. Yeah. I think it. They're like they're like this big, right? Right. Yeah. And they yeah, were. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like the records you would get on the back of a cereal box. Oh, you don't probably don't remember that. I don't know. <laughs> they, they used to do forty-five <laughs> records 
on, on the back of a cereal box and you'd cut it out. It would be like a cardboard record, but it had an actual song on it. You can play it on a, a record player. Oh, wow. Really I, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. I've heard of them before. Yeah, yeah you That's know, it, floppy it, it, like. it sucks because, you know, you guys had you guys had it all back then. You even we had cool toys in your cereal box. I mean, these kids, we don't go to McDonald's, but they go to McDonald's with their dad and they come back with like, you know, a cardboard toy. It's like, you know, what what happened to the olden days when everything was was cool and I don't know. Everything wasn't cool. Everything wasn't cool. My my greatest toy when I was a kid was a stick, and (laughs) (laughs) and a stick could be anything. It could be a gun. It could be a knife. It could be a sword. It could be a shovel. Uh, It was just a twig from a tree. But that was you know you use your imagination. You didn't buy toys like that. No, you know. I um, use my hands. My my mom would take my toys away when I was punished, so I would make my hands talk to each other. You know what somebody showed uh, on, <laughs> on the out. internet? You know those. Uh, I, I grew up with these. I don't know if you grew up with them, but somebody showed it on on Twitter yesterday. These things that there were like four different things on your hand, and you go like this, like this, and, bah, 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 and somebody choose one: red, purple, green, and you look at and you pull oh, out yeah, the yeah. paper. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You had those. And when you when you were kids, because uh, it seemed like that went away, like at some point. There was when, when I was growing up, there was always one kid that knew how to fold it up and properly <laughs> and everything, and then they would start selling them like five dollars a piece at the schoolyard. <laughs> wow, wow! Actually, I, oh, you mean the paper things? You mean the string things? Pa- paper things. They, oh, yeah, I did yeah. the paper things. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know how to fold them now, but I should remember and, and teach the kids because that but what got me was that. i was trying to remember so you, they will move they would move them around open it and close it open and close yeah, it. Yeah. like things would change things don't yep. change when you do that though right it's yes, always they do. The same. yeah oh they no, do if if you go like if you go like this there's different <laughs> on, and, and if you go like this yeah yeah I remember and, that. And you'd write different like uh, answers on and, and then have to pick one and uh, yeah yeah very cool oh, that was, those were, those are the good times simple times it's too complicated exactly. now well yeah. i think i think you were definitely and we've talked about this before but i think you were born in the wrong era you were you were yeah. probably probably should have been born 30 years before you were <laughs> yeah i take the 1800s but you know i don't think i would change classes i'd still be middle class so even if i was born in some kind of like victorian era i'd still be the housemaid getting whipped because I didn't but, polish like, the silverware. <laughs> I get you're going 1800s, but are we like going 1800s? Like you realize that the like the the cost for disease and everything are still high? Or are we just like mm-hmm. I can keep my health, but I'm just going back in time? Right, <laughs> right, right, <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, no running water, no electricity, none, none of that stuff. Because like I've been thinking about that lately, like would I survive like those type of periods? Like because survival was like big key back then. Like, mm. Mm. listen, right. I think about that all the time, especially with these reality shows about naked and scared or whatever the you know and Survivor and all that stuff. I would not make it in, in I I without the modern conveniences, I would be dead. I would be the first person lo- Come low on, on. the. <laughs> Come on. I, I can't fish. I can't hunt. Uh, I I can't. I have a brown thumb trying to grow food. Doesn't work for me. I would starve to death pretty quickly. That's why we have to get back to our roots. I think once once a month for now, we should all get naked and go to our local woods and just try and figure it out. 
It'll be great. So, you, you sound like a female Andy Andrews, I have to just say. You get naked and go to the woods. <laughs> yeah, I uh, mean, I'm not doing all that stuff, but, you know. All right. Just trying. This, this portion is brought to you by naturejack.com. Naturejack.com. No! It's not? <laughs> oh, right. No. Okay. No, don't do I'm not supporting. Well, okay, all right, go ahead. You could do it. You could do it. Go all ahead. right. No, no, it's brought to you by naturejack.com. Go there right now and order Andy's last shot, the best special that came out in 2021. Unfortunately, it wasn't even nominated for a Grammy. Uh, but, uh, yeah, cats, cats with us, naturejack.com. So you got some good news because uh, I know I'm keeping you longer than I should keep you on a good Friday. Um, I have, I have a funny one. I made me chuckle. funny one. Yeah, we're we're up for funny. That's why we have comedians on because we're up for funny. We appreciate funny. Yeah, I, you know, it's I have a hard, hard time. We were talking about sleep before, and when the kids go to bed yesterday, they went to bed at like twelve. They didn't want to go to bed. They stayed up. They and uh, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna have this time for myself. I'll look for news articles. I'll have some ice cream, and I just passed out on the couch. And I woke <laughs> myself up. I said, I have to find some articles, and I kept falling asleep. Trying to look for them, but this Wait, woke me up. I thought you had a backlog. Yesterday, you had like a a. You said you hit the jackpot and had a backlog of. Happy... I do, I do, okay. I I have I have extras, but the, okay. but this actually woke me up because it was funny. Um. Uh, okay. According to local ten dot com, a Florida man threatens to kill a man with kindness. Uses a machete named Kindness. <laughs> <laughs> Florida man, I, I, the guy. So the guy has a machete that he he named kindness. Is yes, what, yes. Right. Actually, he cut him. A Florida man threatened to kill someone with kindness, and then later cut a man with a machete with the word kindness written on the blade. Um, yeah. I, there's not much more to the story. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. We got to get in the. Uh, if Vladimir Putin <laughs> is threatening to nuke love, Vladimir huh? Putin. Brings a whole new meaning to tough love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Putin is threatening nuclear, uh, you know, uh, using nuclear weapons. I think he should use them on Florida. I mean, really, it just no. sounds like. No, oh, yeah. I want to retire there. Don't nuke Florida. <laughs> I got like 30 more years and I'm going there. Well, it no. just seems you're going there. It's just look, the weirdest people in the world are like. <laughs> Everybody is just insane in Florida. It seems like it, right? Yeah, totally. I mean, I, I, I have a, like sixteen stories of Florida man every day. It just they just keep coming in. They never stop. It's, Must it's, be the water. Definitely the most uh, crazy state in the union, and I don't know why that is, but it definitely is. We got to yeah. get to the bottom of that. Yeah. Uh, did Jackie write this one for Kiera? Oh, because because it, it does seem like a Jackie joke. Yeah, the, the uh, you know the simplicity of naming your uh, knife, your machete, kindness. Right. Did you did you see the story about from New Jersey yesterday from the guy who was trying to run down a woman? Did you see that no. video? Oh no. my God! Not what happy. He he uh, he was having an argument with a woman. He tried to back up. She ran on the lawn. He chased her on the lawn through the lawns, and these cars are trying to like block him in. And he's driving up, driving through backyards and stuff, trying to run this woman down. Uh, 
and this <laughs> video of it. And there was a school bus that pulled out in front of it to try to keep him on the on the lawn so he couldn't get away. How fast can like, she run? What was she well, like? Well, the, because the, there's the trees. Flash? He was, you know, think about suburban front lawns and stuff and backyards and all that stuff. There's trees and there's, you know, gardens and stuff. So the car's got like obstacles it's got to hit and stuff. So she was, <laughs> she was, but it went on for like two or three minutes where she's just trying to run away from this guy and he's trying to run it down. It was domestic. She probably, you know, cheated on him or something, you know. Right, but like, I'll show you. Yeah, but he didn't give up. Like he he backed up. He he was just kept trying to like run it down. And you would think at some point, uh, if it was what you say, the guy would get out of the car and just like attack her that way because you know. But he was determined that this was the way he was going to kill her, and this is the way he was going to get away with it. And it's just like you know what? And there's cameras all around. There's, the, the the footage is from a security camera on a door across the street. But it's clear oh as day. There's no way you can think that you're going to get away with that, right? I mean, no, yeah. I don't think he cared. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Look, wow. yeah, look for it on news12.com. There's a story about that anyway. News, news12longisland.com or news12newjersey.com, whatever. Good Insanity. Do you want to share another story? Or you want to just get out because I got. Uh, I'm good either way. Um. Okay. All right. I got one more. All right. All right. <clears throat> so I was gonna send you this video. <laughs> I was gonna send you this video last night, but I, I fell asleep. But um, it's a pretty cool video, actually. I had to watch it a couple times to see what was going on. But um, and and side note, I was falling asleep to this Netflix show, uh, Old Enough. Did you guys see that yet? No, I don't no. have. I don't have it. Um, I don't have television. Well, yeah, I don't. I mean, I just put on like Seinfeld usually and fall asleep. But it was like little kids. It was a Japanese show, and, and little kids doing errands for their moms. It was really cute. And, and, sorry. Old enough. What is the premise, though? What is the meaning of old enough? I mean, they're like three I'm... and four year old kids from families. They find them, and and the parents set them off on their own. Of course, there's a camera crew following them, but to do like big people errands. So there's like a three-year-old and they're like, okay, walk to the store and get me tofu and shrimp and curry. And the kid's like, okay. And he's walking along the highway by himself for like miles. And then he has to go to the store, remember what he had to get, pay the cashier and walk all the way home. And then they get distracted by like, you know, little kid things. It's cute. It was weird. It's kind of weird. Not not unusual in my day. I used to, when I was four years old, used to have to go for uh, for beer and cigarettes for my parents. Of course they, you did. Of course. And ne <laughs> they never once questioned me at the deli about buying beer and cigarettes at four years old. Four years ne old? Four years old. Yeah. Wow. Things were different then. It was a different world. But yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt your story. Wow. Sorry, oh, now I'm like, oh. It's Japanese. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, all right. According to SunnySkies.com, a teen whose truck was tossed around in a tornado is gifted a new ride. They actually wow. got this on video. A Texas teen, his red truck was flipped around by a tornado. Um, the video of the incident, which occurred uh, in Elgin, Texas, went viral on Twitter after it was posted by a storm chaser. I saw the uh, video of the truck being tossed around. I didn't know. They you bought did? Him somebody, yeah, somebody bought him a new truck. That's pretty cool. I was surprised the guy lived. 
It was it was yeah. too, it was amazing to watch. You know, just... wait, was he in the truck? Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah. But then he drove away, so I didn't even know it was totaled. Right. Yeah. And wow. it, it, it not only it, it just threw him around, like it it tossed him around, like you know that that yeah. like that. And he, <laughs> wow. And then he, he flipped over a couple of times. He hit a, like another car or another truck and, and rolled over it. And then you just see him pulling away. It's just like, what the <laughs> hell? What? He's <laughs> like, well, that was crazy time to go home. Yeah. Oh, what a fun like, ride. Right, yeah. right. His truck was totaled, but for the most part, he's doing okay. He's been um, experiencing body aches, severe back pain. Um, but uh, when the folks at Bruce Lowry Chevrolet dealership in Fort Worth, Texas, learned Leon's late model Chevy pickup was totaled, they decided to gift him a new one. So, because, wow. because I, let me just clue you in here. What they did was they heard a voice saying, buy him the truck. Buy him the truck. <laughs> That's my throwback, my callback to the earlier segment. Right, right. Uh, Very clever. Really good one. Anyway, thanks for that. Have a great uh, good Friday and a, a, a great Easter. I know you celebrate. And, uh, yes, you too. Yeah, well, I'll see you tomorrow night, right? In, in Oh, yeah, I forgot. Prohibition. Yeah, what, you don't want to do it? I, I, I'm excited to do it, but um saturday is such a crazy day for me i hope i could i need like a nap or an espresso to get through oh. it oh all right yeah. well that that gig i contacted you about yesterday is on it's a confirmed so put that on your calendar to the may 7th to the 6th in freeport anyway. okay <laughs> it's just a little personal business here all right we'll let you out let me uh let me play your exit music here and we'll see you on monday uh say goodbye to uh, care ronnie bye care <laughs> bye ronnie nice to meet you Oh, and that was a happy minute. I, people say I cut her off all the time, and I guess I just did. She was saying bye to you, and I cut her off right in the middle. So uh, that was a happy minute. What Got any uh, takeaways from that? Any thoughts on that? Uh, stay away from Florida. <laughs> uh, drive into tornadoes if you need a new car, if you can land it. Yeah, what about severe weather where you are in Michigan? What kind? Because of, every area of the country has something like uh, here we have tornadoes uh, down uh, southwest is having fires right now. Detroit, Michigan, or that area, of Michigan, what do, severe weather. What do you get? Uh, occasional tornado. Oh, you but do. Like, get... it, it's not like a like you'll get more warnings than an actual tornado will come through. Like where, like I said, like I live at like the edge of where like it is kind of considered like suburban city, and then you go up a mile and you're basically in country land. Right, and that's where you get a lot of the uh, redneck uh, uh, Ted Nugent and Kid Rocks from. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I graduated from the same high school as Kid Rock. Oh really? Well, yeah. I thought he's kind of upper class, right? He was a uh, his uh, silver spoon kid. His dad owned a car dealership or something. I thought he was pretty rich. You're in a pretty upper middle class uh, neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, a lot of like, because uh, like where I went to high school was a lot of farmland, so they did have a lot of like farm money and everything. And so, okay, I'm sorry. But no, like, like especially where I went to school, like I like. During the time, like it was a lot more like 
where I live is more richer white people than like where I went to high school. It was more like we had money, but we're putting it into like different fun things like four wheelers, dirt bikes and everything. Yeah. yeah. Now, uh, do they love Kid Rock? Is he like uh, the uh, legendary? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. They still love Kid Rock here. Really? Everywhere in Michigan, they love Kid Rock. I've seen people get into fights over Kid Rock. Really? Yeah, wow. I was doing an open mic with my friend Steve, and he had a Kid Rock joke that kind of bashed Kid Rock, and there was a fight that broke out. <laughs> like, these people love Kid Rock. Bizarre, man. Uh, he's kind of a joke now. Uh, you know, when he first came out, he was pretty respected by in the music world, but then the more he's uh, been around, the longer his career goes on, uh, the more he's really disrespected in music circles, and because you know he he relies on a lot of the same one trick pony over and over and over again. What kind of music do you like? Are you a, a, a hip hop guy, pop guy, a rock guy? What do you country? What I you... listen to almost as much like everything as much as possible. Like I like keeping it open. Like I'll listen to like alternative rock i like my dad raised me on classic rock my mom was more of a pop and then like just i grew up with friends that like metal i like i like hip-hop and everything so like wow. i've listened to it all yeah pretty pretty universal music taste yeah that's good i think it that's a good way to be i mean you, you keep your uh mind open and, and your taste uh and your uh, options open to, to different things. Like too many people get caught. I only listen to whatever genre. Yeah, it is. and people yeah. got to real like remember that like music inspires other genres of music. Yep. Yeah. So it's all basically stem from the same like just wanting to play music. Right. Do you think that's true in comedy too? That uh, because there are genres in comedy, even though we don't talk about. It. As I, met, I kind of alluded to before, joke tellers, storytellers, prop comics, whatever. They, different genres do you think uh comedians uh, can can across influences cross those kind of boundaries oh yeah no 100 percent. you can have comedians that are like very good storytellers but like i know comedians that are great storytellers but can still write great one-liners right tell me tell me about how how do you go about writing stuff what what how does it work for you do you are you just like uh uh, an idea comes to you and you write it down? Do you actually sit down with a pen and paper or, or a computer and kind of uh, write stuff out or you just kind of think stuff up and hope you're going to remember it? <laughs> Lately, it's been more just thinking stuff, hoping I can remember it. Like, yeah. I'll write, like, a lot of the stuff, like, my inspirations for writing is this stuff I either seen or has happened to me in life. So, like, I'll just write the premise of it and then, like, on my way to an open mic, I'll just be like talking out loud and just kind of running through my head just to get like an idea of where I want to take it. So like I just got to look at the bullet point and I can just see where it's going to take me. Wow. How about, um? and I know I talk, we talked a little bit about video and some of the challenges that you have in doing video, but have you, uh, be, because I, I've been thinking about this lately, how some of the comedians that I became fans of, they did a lot of bit 
sketch comedy, like not SNL necessarily, but daily show type of uh, segments and stuff like that to kind of get their name known. Have you thought about, you know, any of that kind of avenue to get uh, some recognition for yourself, like writing bits, improv, whether it's improv or actual sketches and things like that? Yeah, no, I definitely, like, I've been, like, slowly starting to write more in that. Like, if I have, like, an idea of, like, something that happens to me where I'm, like, I can't say it, like, it what doesn't sound right coming out, like, it was something I seen, I'll try to write it as, like, a sketch just so I can, like, put a visualize so people kind of understand of what I saw. All right, I got an idea of how we can work on something together for you. And if you're not open to it, I'm fine with that. You could just say no to it. But I just, and and I don't want you to, I'm not saying, I'm proposing this in the moment, like asking if you want to do it, and you got to give me a yes or no. But I got an idea for a uh, phony manscape for for people with with uh, handicaps or disabilities uh manscaping commercial that we could work on together to get you some notifi- notoriety and maybe get, make something viral out of it and then maybe even get you a real manscaping exactly <laughs> or maybe even me one <laughs> i mean uh, if they ever want to send a couple new blades over like i got no problem with that <laughs> cool uh got anything coming up you want to let people know about uh, I'm in West Branch, Michigan tonight. That one's a sellout already. I'll be in uh, Lansing, Michigan next Thursday, and I'll be in Gladwin, Michigan on next Saturday. Cool, man. I love the fact that you're you're, uh, you're putting energy into it and, and, and doing it often because I think you have to. Now, Facebook.com slash Ronnie.Rohrbeck. That's R-O-H-R-B-E-C-K. Uh, that link is in the description and also the TikTok. And we'll get your, uh, which is at Ronnie Rohrbeck Comedy. Uh, and we'll get your Instagram uh, in the uh, links in the description, too. So you have those two. You have your Facebook and TikTok in the description. We'll get the Instagram in the description and hope people will follow you. If you're in the Lansing, Michigan area or Detroit, Michigan area, please do check out Ronnie. Ronnie, it's been a pleasure to get to know you. Please come back. Uh, Thank you. Thank you for and, having me. This has been fun. Uh, well, I appreciate it, man. I, I, I really think you're an inspiration. And, and, and you know, I, I wish... Uh, uh, big things for you and I'd like to be and when you become rich and famous comedian you remember me sometime as uh, a part of part of your journey getting there <laughs> <So, laughs> thank uh, you I'll be in touch though I, I'm that serious about maybe we could do something with this uh, manscaping idea I'm totally down I'm totally down <laughs> cool man I, I like you uh, and wish you great success thanks for coming have a great day thanks for having me bye for now Ronnie Rohrbeck folks great kid uh, great kid, and it's good to see young people in comedy with good attitudes, uh, right minds, hearts, and minds in the right place for uh, having a successful um, career. So, anyway, uh, that's the show for you today. It's a Good Friday weekend. I'll be writing the book and working on um, a video project from hell, a feature-length film for a uh, for a friend. Uh, that I have to get done on the weekend. So anyway, I'll be back with you Monday. No show tonight and out gigging and all that kind of stuff. So till uh, Monday, I'm Matt Napo for Coffee with the Dog. Thanks for coming. Thanks for spending your mornings with me. I love you people, man. Thank you for for keeping me company. And uh, I hope to see you again Monday. Till then, turn on your radio, okay?
me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me.